The Chad Prather Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it at expressvpn.com slash watchchad. Holy smokes! Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We're digging in deep this evening. Hope everybody's having a great week. And, well, let's see if we can ruin it for you. (laughs) We're back. We're back with our part two of our series, One Nation Under Surveillance. And to be completely honest with you, it's about to get far more disturbing and scary than what we've already discussed. Now, today, I'm going to uncover for you the big brother of our society. And no, it's not the government. Everybody thinks it is, but it's not. Private companies and even the people next door to you are doing the government's job for them. It's true. We always assumed that Big Brother would come in the form of some big, overreaching, overarching government entity. But the reality is this. Everyday citizens and large-scale companies are freely given the power to watch your every move without any form of regulation. Let me prove it to you. You ever wonder why ads seem to just follow you from website to website or randomly appear on your social media after you've been talking about a certain product or how Amazon seems to know exactly what you need before you even realize that I've had it happen to me when I haven't even talked about a product or I'm sitting there thinking, what, when did I even discuss this? And it just shows up. Well, it's all connected. And in the coming months, you're literally going to have to turn our eyes to the sky as military-grade drones are beginning to patrol our neighborhoods and remotely police residents, it doesn't take a lifelong career in the CIA to spy on one another because the technology has been in your phone this entire time. There are apps that provide you with someone's online behavior, listening features, the ability to be traced both online and offline. Is it possible that the very technology that we develop to track dangerous terrorists could be used to track us? Well, guess what? It's too late. It's already happening. But with knowledge comes power. So we're diving in and exposing the companies and the people behind these sinister firms and shedding light on the monopoly of privacy in our society get ready folks it's going to scare you hey with all the talk about this coronavirus it disturbs me really that people aren't talking about the flu the flu is so dangerous and it's killed somewhere around twenty thousand people uh in america already this year it's hospitalized over a quarter million in the u.s and the season isn't even over yet it hasn't even hit a peak uh listen one of the best ways to avoid getting sick is a healthy immune system I love using Field of Greens. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just take the scoop of it, put it in my drink, and I drink it. And they've also got that dawn to dusk, Natalie. It makes me feel so good. It gives me yeah. this time-released energy throughout the day. I take it after breakfast. It's so good. But you got to fortify your body, folks. And Brickhouse Nutrition has the solution with just that one scoop of field of greens it's a full serving of real usda certified organic fruits and vegetables it's going to boost energy it's going to support a healthy immune system and the doctors agree that if you have a diet of fruits and vegetables it can reduce your risk of heart disease plus field of greens is prebiotic it's probiotic it's a great source of vitamins fiber other nutrients if you read the label on the thing it just lists one thing after another i have to put on my reading glasses candice i got to put on my reading glasses <laughs> to see what all i'm putting in my body and it is all good stuff it's stuff that i would never eat You ain't got time to eat all that. Field of Greens takes care of that for you. Here's what I want you to do. 
Save 15% on your first order with the offer code CHAD at BrickHouseChad.com. BrickHouseChad.com. You go there and there's my cute little face right there, 10 pounds ago. It's pretty. (laughs) I want you to subscribe today. Save an extra 10% every single month this virus season. Turn your immune system into a brick house with Field of Greens at BrickHouseChad.com. Go to BrickHouseChad.com today. Hey, I want you guys to remember a, 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 a term. I want you to remember something because you're going to get into an argument with your friends and your family, and they're going to they're tell you that you're a conspiracy theorist and that there's really nothing to worry about. And who cares who's watching? I mean, they can, ain't nothing they can see in my life anyway. I mean, just let them watch, right? I ain't scared of nothing. <laughs> I want you to remember the term data brokers data brokers it's gonna make you sound real smart at parties when you get into a conversation over a shrimp cocktail uh data brokers what are data brokers these are businesses that are out there today they buy and trade personally identifiable information now i know there are those of you out there who choose to believe that somehow you've managed to live off the grid right that you've kept i didn't fill out i had to listen to you know God bless you, Mom. I lived my whole life. My mom's saying, I don't do that census stuff. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want the government knowing. They know. Trust me, they know. You have today data brokers, companies that purchase lists of names, email addresses, interests, offline activity to assist in soliciting or marketing to those individuals. The sites can be used to better tailor marketing offer consumers great deals on personally tailored discounts or coupons. Companies purchase lists of names, email address, interests, offline activity to assist in soliciting those things to those individuals. And listen, I'm telling you, it's dangerous because you have these companies that will partner with corporations to conduct what's called threat modeling. Say it with me, everybody. Threat Threat modeling. modeling. Good class. Where they use the data to assess possible risks and threats. So if I'm looking at your life, Natalie, right, and I'm data mining your life, your habits, your practices, what video games you play, what foods you buy, do you buy things and store them for a rainy day? Do you have a, a cache of food, weapons, ammunition? I don't know. I could suppose that you could be a threat. Now, that is typically only used for IT security, but with the onset of monitoring, these companies out there, they can predict if you're planning a trip, let's say from an infected coronavirus area, let's say you're in New York and you're like, you know what, I'm getting out. (laughs) I'm jumping in my car. I'm driving to Pennsylvania. I'm going to Philly. They can monitor that. Guess what? They'll stop you. Boom. There you go. Where are you going? What's happening? You say, it would never happen. Oh, trust me when I tell you, it's happening. Now, there's a couple of companies that exist. We're going to talk about them, and, and they're, they're data brokers, and there's a whole lot more of them out there. I mean, you know, we talked about it on the Glenn Beck program yesterday, Candace, where I made the point. I said, let's say I'm an employer, and I want to hire somebody. I want a 23-year-old blonde-headed female who owns a golden retriever, and she votes Republican in the last election. I can data mine that. 
I can go out there. I can source that with a data broker. Those are the kind of things that companies are using to to make their decisions, right? So you can put as many regulations on, on companies like Facebook or Twitter. And I love, you know, one of our friends and sponsors, Parler. There's some great things that are out there. And we can sit there and say, oh, I don't give any of my information to Facebook. I, I won't do it. Don't worry about it, folks. Uh, the true threat is data brokers. That's what's really going on. Does that make you feel cringy inside a little? little? Mm -hmm. Like, I know, like, it doesn't make you just swell up with fear all of a sudden. But with a few clicks, our lives could be made very, very complicated. Mm. Okay? If they wanted to, they could make it very complicated. It's amazing what Algis Huxley in Brave New World and George Orwell in 1984 really foresaw. Uh, it was very prophetic in how they saw the future. And so I want to introduce you to a couple of companies that are out there that you've probably never heard of. And trust me when I tell you, most likely they've heard of you. Take a look at this. They've been called the Cyberazzi. Largely unknown companies that buy and sell personal information on virtually everyone across the country. Data marketing is now a $300 billion industry. They know more about us than, uh, than we know about ourselves. And they can actually predict what we'll do in the future with a high degree of accuracy. There are hundreds of data brokering companies in the U.S. One of the largest is a company called Axiom, based in Little Rock, Arkansas. In case you missed it, this company recorded sales last year of more than $1 billion. This is the first TV interview Axiom's chief executive has ever granted. Scott Howe says he wants to demystify what his company does. I think there is a misunderstanding about what we do. Um, so we collect data. Um, and we use that data about people um, to give them more relevant advertising and help businesses make better decisions about marketing um, to those people. There's a misunderstanding about what we do. That's what Scott says from mm -hmm. the home office there in Little Rock, Arkansas. We're not talking about Manhattan. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about L.A. We're not talking about Chicago, Seattle. We're talking about Little Whoa, Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock. I mean, we're talking about Little Rock. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he says, people misunderstand what we do. We collect data. Okay, that right there scares the shit out of me. That's enough. And I know you said on, a, on the episode before is where you said, uh, well, I like it when they send me the coupons. They know exactly what I'm looking for. And, they did. You know, it's like your digital CVS receipt that's a mile long and you know what the thing is. That is convenient. It is convenient. But the fact that they can collect that data to know that's what makes your life easier really ought to frighten us. So they say, and I probably do, use it for marketing purposes. And it's kind of like socialism. Socialism is a fun and great idea until a non-benevolent dictator rises to the top and uses that to destroy your life. Okay, the fact that this exists out there, if it falls into the wrong hands or let's say the wrong person, you've seen enough movies, folks. Mm -hmm. If the wrong person rises up and you don't have a Scott Howe who seems to be a good guy, like I'd love to have a drink with Scott Howe. Talk business with him. Talk shop on the golf course. Seems like a normal dude, right? Doesn't seem like some criminal mastermind behind the scenes, and I doubt that he is. But here is a business that's out there that exists 
it'll help with political campaigns. It can help with how to market to you. The goal, they're going to track, they're going to monitor, they're going to predict your behavior as a consumer, optimize marketing strategies and plans. It can, listen, I mean, how many times have you just been creeped out, Steve? You open up Facebook or something like that, and boom, there it is. Daily. Daily? I mean, it happens. Daily. Like the other day, like last night, there was like one of those rubber inserts that you put in your pants, like right here, that it makes you look like you got a bigger package. What? Yeah, that popped up on my thing. I don't know why in the world they would. Because turn. they know the pictures you've been looking at I guess on so. Instagram. What, Candace? I was going to say. Unrelated. I always like saying things like that and then throwing it over there to innocent little Candice. What? The data brokers are not protected as far as like their software. Yeah. And so in 2003, Axiom lost millions of people's <clears throat> records altogether. Yeah, we've heard about those, whether it's data breaches or uh, credit card information that's been mm -hmm. just lost. And that's what happened. I mean, Axiom, they lost the information. So when you have these things, they're kind of running roughshod carte blanche out there. They can do what they want to do because they're not regulated. So that's where these creepy ads come from. It's from people like Axiom. So now, you know, that thing, it started, it was called Demographics, Inc. Uh, and it was designed by its founder, Charles Ward, in 1969, to help the Democratic Party reach voters. Dun, dun, dun. In 2017, the company had tracking information on upwards of 190 million individuals, 126 million households in the United States. And according to a New York Times article, the Axiom works with uh, Fortune 500 companies and aided the United States government in obtaining information about the hijackers that took down the Twin Towers on September 11th. So trust me, if they can find some guys that started in Saudi Arabia and flew under the radar mm -hmm. for so long, I promise you they can get your information when you swipe your card. Axiom is mostly secretive, and surprisingly, everything they do is 100% legal. You saw right there that interview with the CEO. That's the first time he's granted an interview. Mm. Uh, that's some weird stuff, if you ask me. They customize information, your information, and sell it in element bundles. So you can buy a whole package deal. How much about Natalie Nicole do you want to know? Oh. Huh? How much you want to know? Take it deep. Woo. Everything from the student loans you have left to pay, the dogs you own, the account activity on social media, down to the color of your hair, the dirty picture Steve sends on Snapchat or receives. I don't know. Receives. I don't see oh, that okay, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you just think that you can have a little text relationship with your boyfriend and girlfriend, your extramarital affair. <laughs> yeah. Ask uh, Peter Strzok about that. People can find that. It's out there. At one point, Axiom made it possible for everyday people to request their files in order to gain knowledge about exactly what the company knew about them. However, that feature was not successful, so the system was completely unresponsive. Oh, then they could team up with other data brokers to determine which people or households in the United States could be more compliant to a stay-at-home order just based on the shopping history. <laughs> How does that work out in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah. Uh, there's another company that's out there I want to introduce you to because uh, you're like, oh, these liberals, these will get you. These Democrats, this thing was started. These liberals are getting us. <laughs> Look at this company. The Department of Homeland Security is looking to increase its monitoring of Facebook and Twitter. Something like Palantir is the key to stopping major terrorist attacks. These are profile-based, automated, 
pre-crime suspicion generating mechanisms. Pre-cogs see the future and they're never wrong. I would compare artificial intelligence and machine learning to the advent of electricity. It looks to us like a black box. The intelligence community is focused on getting intelligence wherever it can, by any means possible. You're just told, sorry, you can't go there. All right, so Palantir is a data collector, data broker. They were founded by Peter Thiel, an avid Trump supporter. Okay, mm -hmm. so this isn't a political one side or another. Everybody ultimately wants power. Where's power come from? Power comes from information. With the information, you can control the populace. You can control them. You can determine their trends, everything. Like if I, if I want to direct your life, today to go a certain direction i can basically take you down the rabbit hole if i have enough information i get you on the internet and an hour later you don't know what packages are going to show up on the doorstep because yeah. you've been shopping you've been looking you've been checking things out you your mind has been changed there have been studies here in recent days that have talked about how 70 percent of the people in america could actually have their the decision of who they're going to vote for changed if there was just enough time and they looked at the right things on the internet because it is so powerful in what it does to our decision-making process. You're like, no, nope, not me. I'm stronger than that. I've read what y'all say on social media and you're not. <laughs> you're just not. Uh, none of us are. So they've, they've used uh, Palantir. They recruited them to help track the spread of COVID-19 in America um, they uh, provided digital profiling tools to immigration and customs enforcement. They worked with Health and Human Services to dive into human security. Uh, two human security areas warrant deeper consideration to imagine the current and future crisis. The environment and global population growth distribution uh, is what they're monitoring. Tragically, both will interact in a way that increases the probability of future pandemics if you think this covid virus thing is just going to go away and it's going to be done no 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 they've learned a whole lot they've collected data and they <laughs> we've already seen what we do when they just put a shelter in place or a mm -hmm. shutdown order and boom here we go all it took all it took was a virus with a 99 percent recovery rate to make us give up all of our freedoms let that sink in and what are they doing? They're mining that data so they can use testing it against us for something in the future. It's going to keep coming. They've yep. seen it. So Palantir is going to work with, uh, you know, um, housing. It, 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 <laughs> the whole thing, if you're going to talk about health and human services, that gets pretty big deal because they're going to they're going to continue working with HHS to utilize one of their earlier software adaptations called Gotham, which allows local law enforcement, at least right now in California, to search anyone's Palantir data when it comes to uh, in connection with a case. Mm -hmm. You can do that. They're going to utilize a platform called Foundry to help in the fight against COVID. Here's a quote. Foundry aggregates and visualizes a vast array of data and is particularly helpful for identifying when data is missing. Like, for instance, if states, counties, or hospitals submitting information on available hospital beds leave out a cell on a digital spreadsheet. It's just looking at everything. Uh they're, they're right now they're being used in, in European companies to help them track covid abroad they're watching all of this and what happens this coronavirus is a perfect example of something that enables them to do it even more because we're just like hey we're so scared for our lives mm -hmm. we're just throwing everything open interesting enough there's been some articles written and even a, a memo that was written uh, an article that was written by um 
as Trump calls him, Tim Apple. <laughs> Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Apple's against these data collectors, these data brokers. Uh, I want to tell you why they're against them in just a second. But first, Tech Pack, the premier monthly subscription box for military tactical prepper and second amendment enthusiasts for just $49.95 a month. You're going to get at least $100 worth of gear, sometimes up to $150, $200 worth of gear. You're going to get it from different companies like 511, Sons of Liberty, Gunworks, Mission First, Tactical, Arma, Spec, and more. They're going to send out AR-15 parts. we got to build another gun, Steve. Uh, they're going to send out accessories, EDCs, tools, knives, and gear to keep you prepared for when the stuff hits the fan. And as you all know, it is currently smeared all over that fan and the wall and everywhere. So I want you to sign up today and make it in time for the May Pack. Worth over 100 bucks, Includes some amazing outdoor range gear that's going to help you stay on point in this time of uncertainty. Use promo code CHAD at checkout to receive a free extra bag of tactical goodies shipped out with your first pack. Don't wait. These are flying off the shelf. Go to TACPAC.com and sign up today. That's TAC, T-A-C, PAC.com, and use offer code CHAD. always feel like somebody's watching me you know why apple in my opinion why apple doesn't like data brokers they want to be the only data broker mm. they want to be the only one out there so basically you know tim apple <laughs> mm -hmm. tim cook they've been against it because you know it says it's time for the shadowy world of data brokers to end um and don't they have the monopoly on that kind of well, again, it, it, you're talking about something that's not really regulated. So you can't really put a monopoly on something that just, that's not controlling other entities that are out there doing it. Um, and that's the thing. You know, Apple's already one of the, the best and biggest companies when it comes to protecting user privacy. Uh, and they're, they do have those safeguards in place, but eh, and they've got everything. And we, listen, we don't care. Apple Pay, man. Yeah, I'm going to put my new card mm. in there. It's just convenient. Let me put my address in there. Let me put my social security on this. Let me log in on this new app just using my Facebook data because I'm too lazy to put my street address in there. I don't want to put my phone number in there again. And so it just automatically, it's all stored right here. Sure. And then, you know, last night I had to buy another um, two terabytes of cloud space. <laughs> you know, I had to use it. Uh, Apple's cloud space, $9 a month. I had to get a couple more terabytes because, you know, God forbid. I mean, everybody needs a thousand gig. 2,000 gig of hard drive space, right? In the cloud. Well, where's the cloud? Aww. How do I access Can I plug my phone into the cloud? Where's the cloud? <laughs> right? It's out there. It's ethereal. It's it's cyberspace. It's it's all of my stuff. And I'm just, for the sake of convenience, ready to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I can buy my energy drink at Texas Gun Experience out of the machine. Thank you just very much. Just tap the phone. Thank you for your service. So, obviously, Apple, you know, they have all this stuff, and uh, you know, Congress has tried to increase the protections, but, you know, Tim Cook, and his, there's a good article, Time Magazine, that you guys can read. I'm not going to take the time to read it, but it, it's out there. And uh, But he says, the trail disappears before you even know where the trail is. Right now, all these secondary markets for your information exist in a shadow economy that's largely unchecked out of the sight of consumers, regulators, and lawmakers. Let's be clear, you never signed up for that. 
we think every user should have the chance to say, wait a minute, that's my information that you're selling, and I didn't consent. Don't disagree with him, but I think he's doing it too. I think Apple's doing it too. I think they are a big data broker. So what that does is you go from them collecting information. That, that's on a larger scale. That's us as a mass community across the country. We're just focusing on America. It's a worldwide thing, but let's focus on America. So that's what we care about. Now, they're doing that, and they can do it under the guise of national security. Not only just shopping trends and all that, but they, they can keep tabs on you to make sure that you don't become a threat. They've got your trends. Or is it really what we'll call human security? Now, I've already told you one phrase, data brokers. You're at the cocktail party, you're eating your shrimp, and you're telling them about how the government and the companies and your neighbors are spying on you, and they're like, nah. Remember, human security. That is the security of the individual rather than the state. Well, that sounds good, but it could become one of the biggest issues of the 2020 election. The threats we once faced from countries like Iran and North Korea now dwell in comparison to the effect that bioterrorism could have. So what that does is under the guise of making you feel more secure as an individual, they can take your data Mm -hmm. and they can use it to build things that are going to make you feel way more secure. So (laughs) their policies... I said it could affect the 2020 election. How so? There are policies that Democrats are wanting to enact. They've done everything they can for years to try to get them enacted. I'm going to list a couple of them, and you're going to go, yep, 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 that's one. Here's how. Here's a possible way they can get this stuff done. Because there's an article out of uh, The Hill. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, on Monday expressed openness to a minimum guaranteed income to help keep people hit by the coronavirus shutdowns financially afloat. Now, we've heard Democrats float that for a long time. Andrew Yang was talking about giving everybody $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. We've talked about universal minimum income. Um, We've talked about all these things. Of course, they did send out the the stimulus check. Everybody got, what, $1,200, uh, $2,400 thing. Uh, What they're finding now is people don't want to go back to work. Because they're actually collecting more money from the government than they were when they were working. Uh, And so that's becoming problematic. So let's just say that under the guise of that human security, those policies that Democrats want, they could be categorized as essential. So, for instance, let's say you want economic security. Um, That's that mandated minimum wage spike. Everybody wants $15 an hour, right? Food security. You get free food, you get a food stamp system, health security, you get universal health care, environmental security, that's climate change, personal security, community security, political security. So that's that's the thing. They're, they're, they've gone from the community to focusing on the individual, right? So they collect the data, they utilize the data to focus on the individual, and now they make you think that, uh, wow, this this is great. They really are catering to me because of my data trends that have been collected. Here, just watch a video. We have to be very, very careful and very gradual about it. And the Prime Minister says the province's plans won't hinge on so-called immunity passports. 
any such discussions or decisions need to be based on very strong and very clear scientific evidence. Trudeau is responding to a World Health Organization brief that says there is currently no evidence that people who have recovered from COVID-19 and have antibodies are protected from a second infection. The statement was in response to countries discussing the possibility of issuing immunity passports to recovered patients because it's believed they can't get sick more than once from the virus. The WHO saying that idea could actually increase the risks of continued transmission. All right, so... There's a little interview with, with Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Dudu, and <laughs> he's talking about these immunity passports, right? So this is where, this is where it starts. You got a passport? I do. How many people are, how many pictures of people are on that passport? One. Who is it? Me. You're the individual. Correct. It provides human security for you, that Correct. passport. If you travel in and out of the country, if I'm out of the country anywhere at any time, I always have my passport on my body because I am a man without a country if I don't have my passport, right? That provides me individual human security no matter where I go in the world. Now, what they're talking about here is they take, you know, hard-hit countries that have suggested that a system of immunity passports could be uh, a route out of the coronavirus crisis. So now if you want to travel or go somewhere, ah. Uh, the idea is that people who have already had the disease and thereby gained immunity could be given permits to live their lives, well, basically without any harassment anymore that this thing has provided. You can come and go as you please. You can go in any restaurant you want. You can you can go around. So you see what I'm saying? They're, they're buying through human security this idea, this false sense of security of giving you freedom when in actuality what they're doing is they're using the data collected to take the freedoms away they're now in control if i need a pass to go in someplace or cross a state line i'm not living in america anymore that's what it stands for passport mm -hmm. i get a portal pass right. i can go through that i can i, I can go through the port because I've got a pass. It allows them to track international spread, but it allows the government to trace those who are not immune as well. It doesn't take into account the possibility of reinfection or other surgeon cases. Those passports, they could permit you to conduct life as usual, possibly be used to enter business or conduct business. You were talking about the mark of the beast. Yeah, revelation. I mean, we've been talking about that for years and years and years. Well, 2,000 years to be specific. You know, Correct. what is the mark of the beast? <laughs> uh, and and here's, my, here's my opinion on, let's say, the book of Revelation. See, we tend to think linear, like here's a starting point in time and there's an ending point in time, but that's not the way the Oriental mindset works. So the writers of the Bible, they thought circular. Mm -hmm. They're about the event, right? So is there a mark of the beast? I don't think that there is one universal mark of the beast. I think it's been happening. All of Revelation, I think, has been happening. It's like a revolving history that mm -hmm. continues to happen. And so now this individual security that's being provided, uh, it's anti-Christ. Mm -hmm. If you want to go so far as using the book, it's anti-God's order because God is all about your freedom. He's about your free will. Uh, he wants you to walk in order, but anti-Christ is everything about putting you in disorder. Things like this are what they do that on a practical level. So... There you go. So you're yeah. saying it's not necessarily Revelation 13, 16 is about necessarily the end of times. It's, it's right. evolving. It's, it is. But it is about the end, but it's not about the end. Because ultimately, let's face it, in terms of eternity, the last 2,000 years has all been the end. We're just in the, we're in the prologue of the book. Okay. Right? Everybody's like, oh, Jesus, come back soon. 
Maybe he's not. He's an eternal God. Soon is rele- relevant to you. True. Not to God. Right. No I mean, one knows the it, time. The Bible says a thousand years is as a day and a day like a thousand years. Right. So, I mean, that's what we got. Anyway, we're going to be right back. Man, in the name of human security, isn't everybody lined up to get a COVID passport? Get a, you know, one of those human passes that you can prove that you've got immunity and That's all those ridiculous. things. That's ah, dumb. I mean, but hey, you know, if you want to, let's say you want to get that universal health care. Well, you got to go get a pass. <laughs> yep. Let's say you want to get that, you know, economic bump in your in your salary. Well, you got to go get a pass. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to travel from state to state. Well, as soon as you go get the universal health care, then the government can tell you what you can and cannot yeah, do with your body, whether you smoke, whether you drink, whether you eat, what you put in your body. Right. So so now I've lived the life of Kim Jong-un. I'm a fat bastard. Fat bastard. Yeah. And I go to the hospital and I'm 80 years old and they go, nah, nah, we're not paying for that. Yeah. Well, guess what? Go home and die because yeah. you gave up your rights to free to your health care. And, and, and for something free. Well, it only costs you your life, but whatever. You're like, well, I'm 80 anyway. Okay, well, you t- get back to me when you're 80 and tell me how excited you are about dying. So that's the kind of thing. You want mandatory vaccinations? What, what happens? That's a big argument right now. Everybody wants to come at me about vax, anti-vax, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. What if they mandate vaccinations before you can do business? What if they mandate that? What if they mandate that? I mean, this is coronavirus, folks. Remember, this is the pandemic. This is the worst thing that's ever hit your world. We've given up our freedoms over something with a 99% recovery rate. We've given it up voluntarily. Time and pressure. That's all you need. So what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? They say, oh, well, you got Well, I mean, you can't. It's Gattaca, man. You got to. It's crazy. Well, we don't have human security. He hasn't been vaccinated. Well, I can't issue this permit to you in order to open up that business. So anyway, it's going to integrate, man, once they start opening the world back up. So that's the deal. And I'll tell you where it gets real scary. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here in our devices. Mm-hmm. It's next door to us. That's the scary thing. See, it's going to you talk about ramping up to a new, new normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm sick of that term. You have, and I get emails every day, notifications from the next door app. I just got one. Did you? Did. I mean, I'm like, I didn't realize my neighborhood was that big. Mm-hmm. I got everybody reporting on everything from a lost cat to this and that and who's walking down the street. Um, it's true. The next door app? I hadn't checked. And you got neighbors. I promise you, your neighborhood has one. Oh, yeah. You definitely have uh, one. Neighbors encourage you to submit videos and images of those that aren't following the, the, the separation orders. And, um, and then you have apps that are on the phone here. And... Uh, it's just a crazy deal, man. Absolutely crazy deal. For instance, uh, there's Apple, the, 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 the new Apple Live thing. We've talked about this, about mm-hmm. the little earbud thing. Play that, play that video, Candace. So we decided we had time, and we continued up towards the bench lakes. Bench lakes? Yeah. Right. Are the wildflowers out now? Oh, my God. They are amazing. The Indian paintbrush, the colors, and all those flowers. 
There you go. Now, you can get hearing aids, earbuds, mm-hmm. iPods, whatever. I don't know what they call them. I, that's an iPod, iPad. I don't know, Candace. I'm old. I'm a boomer. Okay, let's say that guy sitting at the table, yeah, he can hear his date, but then he wants to get up and go to the bathroom, and he just leaves his phone there. Mm-hmm. And she calls sister friend on the phone. She's like, he's a son of a bitch, but he got a lot of money, and I'm going to take all that money all right. from him. Well, he just heard all of that while he was taking a piss. Uh-huh. So good for him. But it, well, and he uses it as a spying device. Yeah. Well, let's say he does, you do that in the boardroom, corporate America. Let's say you do that with the government. You know, you step out of the room and you leave the little thing or whatever. You know, I mean, we've already talked about all this information that's leaked. The president said this, president said that. This is dangerous stuff. I'm just saying, it's not, it, they say it's not created for that, but under the guise of that right there, that poor guy who couldn't freaking hear his date, yep. we're willing to just drop everything and say, oh, that is a neat idea. <laughs> Do you think because of what she was talking about that he actually turned it off? Because that seemed pretty boring. Yeah, she was, yeah, <laughs> and nobody gives a shit about your flowers. Uh, you have the dragonfly drone. Um, these are pandemic drones. Play that video. The University of Southern Australia, who works closely with the Australian Department of Defense, has selected dragonfly to integrate and commercialize its breakthrough detection technology. This technology this. can, from a distance determine fever, which is much different than determining just temperature, cough detection, respiratory rate, heart rate, and blood pressure. So what this detection technology can do that's being exclusively integrated by Dragonfly is help establish a global early warning system for infectious and respiratory diseases. Can you believe we live in this world? Mm-mm. This is crazy. Imagine when we were kids, man. This is like RoboCop. It and is. I mean, all this it, other it, it's everything. It's everything. These are pandemic drones in the sky. They can single you out if you cough. Why, why do you think, okay, guys, let me go crazy with you for a second. You know how we always cough? <coughs> mm-hmm. What have they told us? Put your arm over your face and <laughs> cough in your elbow. <coughs> now, what can I notice from the sky more easily? <clears throat> or <clears throat> you are sending up a signal to the heavens. I'm the one that screwed up. And I'm you're the gonna one get that's a, sick. You're going to get a citation in the mail for coughing with your fist and not this your arm. This is true, dude. I'm telling you, Jake Tapper called out Joe Biden for coughing into his freaking fist on national television. And, and so what do you do? Just like that. They can show, you can see this a whole lot easier than you can see. Maybe I'm just rubbing my nose or scratching my chin or something. But no, this, there's no question about what's going on. So Dragonfly, they got, they got that partnership with the, the Australian you know, Department of Defense. I mean, that's invasive. Police are doing it. Look at this. All right, so you got three people who are drinking on a rooftop in Australia. Just hanging out like friends do. Drone is flying over them. The building gets surrounded by police. Tells them they got to come down. They got to go to the bottom of the building immediately. So you can see them. They get up. They start to walk. I mean, just like anything normal, they got their hand up so you can see their hands. They're not doing anything. They're breaking the lockdown rules that are in Queensland. They're in Australia. They're climbing down off of the building. And police are going to escort them down to the bottom. And each member is going to be fined more than $1,000 for sitting on a building having a drink with your friends.
This is Australia. That's disconcerting. Yeah. Very disconcerting. Uh, that's over a supposed pandemic. A pandemic with a 99% recovery rate. This is what's being enacted. We're living in a bullshit world right now. This is a bullshit society, and we're putting up with bullshit tactics by bullshit government officials who are saying nothing but bullshit to us. And I don't know any stronger words to put it that way. And we're, I mean, you know, that's the deal. L.A., tracking restaurants with positive coronavirus cases. That's a headline, New York Post. They're going to start posting a list in Los Angeles, restaurants with confirmed coronavirus cases among its staff on its website. Um, there you go. So everything that's going to put them out of business. You got stupid neighbor reports COVID-19 nurse. That's the uh, Daily Examiner uh, just the other day. Uh, British nurses shared the note she received from a neighbor who claimed to have reported her for leaving her home every day despite the country being on a coronavirus <laughs> lockdown. There you go. Uh, you, you coined the term, Candace, and I stole it. You gave it to me, and I like it. Uh, the neighborhood hall monitor. And that's exactly what we got. Mm -hmm. These folks who are just watching, peeking like the modern-day Miss Kravitz, looking through her bent blinds and watching to see what the neighbors are doing. And in their coronavirus COVID shaving, is it, I, that's what it is right now because me saying all of this stuff, there are going to be those of you who are going to get pissed off and you're going to say, well, you just want people to die. Those were three individuals in Australia, which supposedly, while albeit a very liberal country, a free country, sitting there having a drink on a rooftop with each other, and you're going to escort them down and find them a thousand bucks each over that, and you're okay with that. You don't think that's going to have some eternal and mortal ramifications on people's lives as we go forward and you're talking about a pandemic with a 99 percent recovery rate i don't get it natalie i don't get it i know i don't get it and we're giving it over freely because you just don't care about human life oh my god coronavirus vigilantes my neighbor isn't self-isolating that's in the <laughs> national post i should have called the cops on my neighbor's party philadelphia there you go oh my god Anyway, I'm pissed. Then we have some Dallas Cowboys have a party here. Like football players yeah. had a party and they got in trouble. I mean, it even made the news and how they were going to be disciplined. Got to keep it under 10, right? It's dumb. It's dumb. More about it when we come back. We've had facial recognition for a long time. We use it to open our phones, for crying out loud. Well, Clearview AI is a company. They've come up with a groundbreaking facial recognition app that you take a picture of a person, upload it, and get to see the public photos of the person, along with links to where those photos appeared. Police are using it. The police, say, the police said, uh, they said, well, federal and state law, law enforcement officers said that they, don't, they only have limited knowledge of how Clearview works, but they're behind it. It's helping them solve cases whether it's shoplifting and on blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Mm. It really is scary. So there, there's no end, and there's certainly no limit to the measures that they can take if we continue to allow them to do it now. Um, is losing a little bit of freedom for the sake of safety worth it? No, it's not. Benjamin Franklin said so. 
you're willing to give up liberty for safety, you're not, you don't deserve either one of them. Would tracking people's every move actually do anything to protect us from another pandemic? No. Should human security be prioritized over national security? No. Is our biggest threat now bioterrorism? I think it is. Mm. Because they know exactly how we're mm-hmm. going to react. We have telegraphed it to the entire world. Even televised it. Scary stuff, Natalie. Scary stuff. That's the world we live in. Welcome to a brave new world. Uh, this ain't 1984. This is 2020. <laughs> I love y'all. Go to blazetv.com. Subscribe. Get 30 days on. off an annual subscription. And of course, go to watchchad.com. Find out what we got going on. I love y'all. God bless you. There's eyes in the sky. Talk to you next time. Bye.